0: Welcome to Infinity Rewatch, where we are somehow, the two of us, burdened with glorious purpose. And that purpose is to watch and rewatch MCU tings and then talk to you all about it. It may be glorious, but it's also a burden. Only sometimes, though. I'm Andrew Fantasia. What's up,
1: everybody? (laughs) What's up? Uh, it's all burden and no glory, but it, for us, it actually it's quite both. It's a, it's a burden and a glory, uh, a glorious experience. Uh, and what's up, everybody? I'm Ryan Whitehead, and we are literally rewatching the Infinity because that's what we saw. We that's what we watched with Loki, episode six, wrapping up uh, another magnificent season for this character. Um, I can't believe. I honestly am. I feel like I have to re I do have to rewatch this episode a little bit because there's a lot going on here. Um but man, it captured me. This one, this episode, it captured me. Like it there's a moment, there's there's a moment that hits me, and we'll get to it. But there's a moment that hits me where you could feel the silence in the room as you kind of zone in. And I think you know the scene I'm talking about. But you zone in on what's going on, and it's so well done. This was such a well written episode. Yes, um, and which begs the question: Where are these writers from this episode and other Marvel projects? Because that was damn good writing.
0: Those people, I mean, get them on board for everything. I I, uh, yeah, there's a lot to to talk about here. But first thing I want you to do, Ron, is I want you to grab a broom for me because we got some housekeeping to take care of. oh Yeah! Because we just talked about the Marvels. We had our Marvels episode last night, in fact, because we saw the Marvels. Um, and there were two traditions on our show that I forgot to do. And that's on me, uh, because I am burdened with that particular purpose. Uh, the first of which is um, our Marvel Memorial Cemetery. Every time somebody dies, we put them in there. And, I mean... We all thought Red Skull was dead until he wasn't, so who
1: knows? But <laughs> so that, that throws our whole thing out the window.
0: Right. But uh I, I'm under the assumption that uh Darben she dead. Like I don't think she's coming back in secret wars to be like, ooh, I'm on a mountain now. <laughs> right. So we gotta we gotta build a tombstone for Darben.
1: Yeah.
0: Um what do you think should go on it,
1: Ryan? Um. actually it's funny there's a uh, oh let's get <laughs> sorry one second there's a, <laughs> I've been playing Marvel Snap which is a fantastic mobile game for you Marvel nerds out there if you want a great Marvel experience where games only last like two minutes long per round super fun to get a whole plethora of characters um, <laughs> There's there's a tag that you get that in in this season that says, let's get crazy, (laughs) crazy,
0: crazy.
1: Oh, I get it. (laughs) And that's exactly fitting for this, this, this character. (laughs) Let's get crazy. (laughs) I actually I would maybe modify it a bit and say that, uh, (laughs) and say that, say that like, she got crazy.
0: now i wish that was real in the same way of like it's morbin time (laughs) i wish they actually got Zawe ashton in that movie to like pick up her her ultimate weapon and be like deathly serious let's get crazy
1: (laughs) oh man absolutely i'm
0: locking it in that's on her tombstone i I can't trump that
1: (laughs) god
0: wow that might be my favorite team we've had so far um uh, uh, that and uh, obadiah stain where he's got the statue or he can he can put his arm around you at any time um uh, then the second tradition i forgot about ryan is a while back about a year or so ago we tried to guess the run times of all the upcoming movies all right and now that marvels is in our rear view mirror we can look back at um, our guesses.
1: Sure I got it so far off on this one.
0: Well, my friend, we both did. <laughs> we both did. We uh I guessed 2 hours 7 minutes. You guessed 2 hours 5 minutes. Uh which makes you the closest one because the actual runtime is 1 hour 45 minutes, which I don't think anybody saw coming.
1: You couldn't predict that, honestly, because like usually the shortest movie they have still crosses the two hour mark. So, yeah, we were underselling it. We were on the right track. But like to go like again, that's like technically that's almost like 17 minutes of footage that like we just didn't like we overcounted for. So,
0: yeah. So, but. so far in the the guessing game of runtimes, you are beating me five to three. You are a much better runtime guesser than I am, and the only one we have left is Fantastic Four, and uh, you guessed it would be two hours thirty-five minutes, and I hope you're right. <laughs> so I hope you win again, because I hope
1: our- I hope I get my I hope I get my Fantastic Four. I saw a video today from a very credible source uh, talking about the casting of the Fantastic Four, but I haven't I've have yet to check the the cast that have been locked in for this. But I'm hoping a couple of key players are are confirmed. So I'm fingers crossed on that.
0: What if it was kept a secret from you, but Isabella got cast as Sue Storm? How would you react? She's like, honey, I'm sorry. I'm not allowed to tell you or talk about it until they announce <laughs> it.
1: I don't know how I could react to that. <laughs> um, I mean, like, I, just stunned. Just jealous, stunned. And like awkward anger
0: <laughs> would you try to like catch her off like you know when you try to like uh surprise somebody to be like like what's four plus four right you try to catch them off guard would you like run into the room at random moments and be like who's playing dr doom and just try <laughs> to get her catch her off guard and try to get her to, to slip up
1: no uh, uh you know what yes i would try st- things like that but i'd be much more cloak and dagger about it in the sense of and that's a little marble pun there for, for those of you paying attention. Um, but like, <laughs> cause sometimes she talks in her sleep
0: oh.
1: <laughs> and like she'll yell things. Like she doesn't say, she doesn't speak any like sentences or anything. She just yells things. Um, <laughs> so I'd hope in her sleep, she'd be like, Dr. Doom is this and I'd be like,
0: I knew it! I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> It'll happen. It'll happen, too. Yeah. Um, and I have one final thing to share before we talk about this Loki finale. Um, this is, again, this is a goof that I take full responsibility for because yeah. I should have been keeping track of this. Terrible. Um, but, Ryan, did you know that we have now surpassed 100 episodes of Infinity Rewatch?
1: No, we haven't.
0: Yes, we no. have. We have. I didn't think we had gotten that far. So I was like, I should keep track so like to know how much longer it is till we get to 100, we can do like a big thing. So I went through all our archives and I looked it up and unfortunately we passed it. And the bummer of it is, it wasn't even like, it's like the worst possible time to go to 100. Our 100th episode, do you wanna guess what it was?
1: I wanna say like Black Widow or like, <laughs> or or even worse. No, actually, you know what? No, I, I take that back. Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special.
0: <laughs> nope. I would have preferred those. It is Secret Invasion Episode 5.
1: No. That you know, was funny? Our... I was looking at it like project, like I was thinking, like I wasn't even thinking episodes. I was just like thinking like projects. Uh... and but that makes so much sense that we would have passed because like if you start counting the shows and how many episodes there were, uh, it was a Secret Invasion episode. That it was, was episode
0: so good. five of Secret Invasion, and a lot of times with the shows we would bunch up stuff, right? Like with She Hulk, we did episodes six, seven, and eight as one podcast. So. I had to really go through and and just count the infinity rewatch episodes one by one. Like that was the only way to get it. And I was like, Oh, please don't, don't let a hundred have passed yet. And it did. And it was with secret invasion episode five of all things. Um, but thankfully episode 50 was really cool because that was episode 50. It was one of our specials. It was the one where we opened the trading cards together.
1: Oh, that's so heartwarming. Right. Isn't that great?
0: That's a good consolation prize. I guess. That's
1: a great consolation prize. I cherish those cards. I have them all in my fancy binder. I'm so <laughs> proud of them. I'm actually tempted to find a frame that can mount a sheet of like nine, so I can like oh. switch them out and do like you know sheets at a time. But like, just haven't crossed that bridge yet. But that's so nice. That would be
0: cool. Yeah, and hang that up and make a bunch of posters. Yeah. But yeah, as of right now, this episode that you are all listening to and or watching right now is episode 106 of Infinity Rewatch.
1: Ooh, and it lands on a sixth episode. Yes, it does.
0: We planned it all along, right, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> From day one, we were like, look, we just want to make sure when we got to the sixth season of Loki, you know, sixth episode of Loki season two, we, we kind of we just... 106. It's got to work. That's <laughs> We don't even really like Marvel. We just wanted to get that mathematically sound.
1: <laughs> Honestly, and, you know, what excites me, though, is like, you know, what excites me is like I am I like there are things I still want to do uh, like that we haven't done yet. A um, couple of ideas I, I want to do, uh, one of which that I'm really I really want to do now is actually and I'm surprised no one's really done it. Is a top 10 list of uh, character story arcs. Mm. I like that a lot. Because, like, Loki's, and which brings us back to today's subject, which is, like, Loki, I honestly thought, I I never thought his show would be this good. Like, I I thought it was going to be good. But, like, there are some moments for me where I'm like, oh, are they going to Disney Plus it, where it's just, like, they're kind of, hint at something, but it's, it's like the Feige Radar thing we always talk about, mm-hmm. and then they just leave it for what it is, and it's like, oh man, it really, <laughs> doesn't, it really doesn't add any value to anything, but no, it's, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> this, I, this is a damn good episode.
0: <laughs> it did its job well, and uh, no, I love that idea about story arcs, um, we're definitely, the one good thing about how, because next year is going to be very light on the Marvel side, right, MCU is not going to have a huge presence next year. But that means Infinity Rewatch is going to pick up that slack. So expect a lot of specials and things like that throughout 2024. Uh, especially because Rob McDonald is in the chat. listening watching oh, Rob wow. McDonald. Hello, Rob. Uh, Rob says it's a great finale. Uh, but unfortunately, he didn't like the Marvels that left the sour taste in his mouth. Um, but those I- end
1: credits, though, Rob.
0: I know why you didn't like it, Rob. It's because Darben didn't say, let's get crazy. (laughs) But we are going back and we're going to George Lucas the hell out of that movie and add that scene so that she can say, let's get crazy. And a little droid will walk by her feet when she says that. And it'll go, okey dokey. And then it'll walk off camera. Uh, The Marvel's uh, special edition. It's coming. 2027. Save the date.
1: But Rob if you're if you're still in the chat there, please leave a comment and let me know what you thought of the uh, end credit sequences for that movie because that was for me. that's like I'm so glad I like <laughs> got a moment like that. <laughs> oh my god. I literally was like you could not I said it in the last episode, but you could not like strap me down with the chair because I was like leaning right on the edge.
0: You sat upright on a lazy boy chair, which is unfathomably hard to do, but you did it like with a, a spring. Yeah. (laughs) Like I expected to hear like a. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Absolutely. But yeah, it's, it honestly, like, like those are the end credit sequences we live for that. That's what I will say like that. I said it at the theater and I'll say it a thousand times. Like, like, in Thor Dark World, when you're left with, like, okay, I just saw Thor Dark World kind of mood, and then they came out with that end credit sequence. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh. Uh,
0: Charles is waiting for an update, and he's going to be waiting a while, but somebody's got to give Professor Charles that update, and it's happening. Um, but right now, Charles can be content with Loki if he has Disney+. Plus. Um uh rob rob likes those yeah he says they're great yeah those are fun that was a fun scene um so loki mr loki Lofi son. um he starts this episode off groundhog daying his way to becoming a quantum physicist i guess that's the best he did way. It
1: overnight kind of thing is yeah it's uh it's so yeah it kicks off with an interesting concept that loki kind of you have to remember that in the first season they really lay the groundwork and not only that they really give you an understanding of the world that loki's in and loki's in a world where time doesn't work normally and he's able to do time slipping and so once he's figured it out he's uh he's really jumping around to uh oh bless you excuse me uh, you so didn't he, sneeze, uh, he
0: actually time-slipped That's what happened there, to the yeah. people who are not watching the video Ryan time-slipped, he came back Wearing a pilgrim hat uh, But otherwise he's continuing as if nothing Is out of the ordinary
1: I just saw the Fantastic Four movie I came back to- <laughs>
0: <laughs> On Thanksgiving, hence the hat
1: Absolutely um, <laughs> But anyway, so Loki's able to time-slip Now this brings a really interesting Narrative for the show So um, we are left with the shock that like what happened to Kang, you know, or Victor Timely in this case, but like at the same time, like, like the world is crumbling and like, how do you recover from that kind of narrative that the world is coming to an end, essentially. And that's where this, this episode takes off. And I could not be happier. I love the effects of what they did with the show. I think they did some really cool things I like the spaghetti stringing effect of like the world disintegrating but loki now realizes he can time slip and he can get the answers he needs to figure everything out and i i love i actually thought that you know some of the humor in some of the, the mcu stuff you know say what you will about these movies but their humor is on point like they are Funny, oh my god! Whoever their comedic writers are, they need to keep them for future projects because they are kill- they are killing it right now. I just mean, pay them uh, fairly, Bob. I
0: mean, <laughs> give them their fair due. If they, yeah, I while.
1: mean, you got you got Rob talking about Kabbalah's Nick Fury moment, uh, but like, <laughs> but like, there's a lot of really good humor in this stuff lately, and I love I love Loki. Yeah, just like trying to rush. <laughs> Hey, so okay, let's go! Let's go! I think we get like Isabella was joking, but I, like it's it's that moment we all share when we're trying to like maybe get some like extended family members moving, like getting them to the next place, and you're just like, okay, this is what you need to do. Let's go!
0: Yeah, and because we know uh, th- there's this great sort of twist on the Groundhog Day formula, where in Groundhog Day you really see. Uh, I think his name is Frank in the movie. I think he you really see him go through the paces. Yeah. Bill Murray's character, like you see him going through all of, all of the hard work. Um, whereas with Loki, all we get is that little tag saying like a century has gone by. Uh, so we don't see the trial and error, but we know it has happened. So. Yeah. Tom Hiddleston gets to play that, like, I've done this a million times. I'm running out of patience. Put your head in there. Oh, look at that. It's not ready. Like, and (laughs) to us, it's just, it's somehow funnier because we don't, we haven't been through the ringer he has, but we know what a ringer it has been just from that little tag. Uh, That was, (laughs) that was something else. And a howdy ho to Alex Lemons, who just popped up in the chat. Hello, Alex. Oh, Alex has some obscure French folklore um, oh, okay. It's uh, it's very obscure and it's very uh, very blue. Uh, apparently, it involves a glass of milk, cat whiskers, a pillow, a goblin, and your genitalia. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna let the folks who are in the chat uh, read that and try it out um, because anything with goblins is a okay with me. But welcome, Alex. Thanks for the folklore. I love it.
1: Yeah, uh that that's something. I had never heard of that before, but here we are. <laughs> Mold mm-hmm. new adventures, bold new frontiers.
0: <laughs> that might be the plot of Fantastic Four. Maybe he's trying to tell us something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you're yeah, that, that actually Mole man's coming. Mole man's coming, people. That's gonna be Fantastic Four's villain. It's the Mole Man and he's gonna talk like that. It's gonna be great.
0: Alex, if you are secretly Kevin Feige, wink twice. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh my, yeah. I actually watched his interview on Entertainment Tonight, and uh, I think he's definitely feeling like uh, some housekeeping's needing to be done in the MCU, in the House of M, uh, because, yeah, it's just like there's uh There are a lot of questions, like, that he could not, like... And it's not like he can't answer or he would, like, tease or anything like that. It was, like, flat out a lot of no's. Like, it was just like uh, we need to... Uh, we've had discussions and no we did not talk about that period you know like it was a really it was interesting um but yeah but bringing it back to the show so uh first of all I love that they the second we get through Loki trying to solve the the whole time loom thing um I'm relieved that Victor is still a character in in this thing now so because like he goes through the repetitive, uh, you know, trying to solve this time loop thing. I had such a laugh with it. And Mobius is starting to pick up on it, which is really cool. Um, And uh, <laughs> yeah, but like like this goes back to that, that thing of like, no one really dies in the MCU, which is interesting. There's kind of unique rules that you have to really pay attention to.
0: And I have gone on the record saying that I'm the kind of person who likes it when characters die. I just, I prefer it because it gives stakes to things. Um, the the second Jason Voorhees becomes supernatural, it becomes less intense because now there's no way to beat him and he's teleporting around and it's like, well, what's the point? There's no more tension in Friday the 13th, right? So um, I, I'm happy with characters getting killed left, right, and center if it serves the story and and the the emotional crux of everything.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And one of those characters who was potentially going to die here was Sylvie, because the only way to stop all of this from happening is to stop her from killing he who Mm -hmm. remains. And I didn't think for a second, Ryan, that we would go back to that moment in this finale and have it be so much of a kind of a back to the future part two revisit of the enchantment under the sea dance there in Kang's castle I thought that was wicked to go back there and just have them talk that conversation between the two of them Mm -hmm. oh man I I want to watch it again just for that convo to see if there's anything I can pick up on I love Jonathan Major's portrayal of that version of Kang just the way how crazy he is he's having such a great time just the way he enunciates and his his body language now he's just like I paved the road (laughs) like he's oh he's so much fun to watch I love that dude
1: yeah you know I I really hope uh that uh that this whole court thing gets settled and again to to however justice needs to be served I fully align with that um, but I have to say, Jonathan Majors Kang is is a villain to look out for. Like he ranks fairly high on uh, he ranks fairly high on this whole thing. And uh, like I, I noticed in the chat here, we got Alex talking about Annihilus, which is if you've been listening to the show, it's definitely a running joke of Fantasia.
0: Yeah, Leslie Bibb is coming. She just has to renew her contract.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Christine Everhart. Uh, but anyways but Annihilus would be a really good character I wouldn't be surprised if Annihilus plays a role in uh, Fantastic Four in some way shape or form but Mm -hmm. again my only concern is is that Marvel's been playing it pretty tame in terms of getting certain villains that are believe like quote-unquote believable and I say that for like the people in the back of leader, The modern audience, um, which is dangerous, right? Because if you make it too modern, then you're making too many safe choices. Um, but uh, but a nihilist, I think, would be uh, would be a great villain. But I think it's too much for a modern audience to accept. That's why, for example, in, in um, Captain America: Brave New World, that they're gonna do they're gonna do the leader, like because like again um there's just certain things there's certain villains and stuff they just won't do just won't do it and it's a shame because they could do a lot of really cool things but it's just uh it's a shame that we're not going to see that so plus you also got to think too is just like how they're going to do it um uh but yeah so this this kang though oh my god like he who remains is so much fun this is the scene i'm talking about the conversation now i love this because this unique way of storytelling is really cool um the unique thing about this storytelling is is that like you said they've intertwined the first season and it's not your typical groundhog day where everything's repeating he's learned like it's it's a lot of he's learning and he's manipulating the events so he's not stuck in a cycle he's just literally jumping back to certain points and it 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 goes back to the references and and you know this is where i think continuity plays a hero in this kind of show uh, which is something rare you don't see too often which is the jumping to conversations um that happen but they actually use like literally the moments leading up to it into a new timeline if you will which is really kind of fascinating Uh, but yeah that conversation though and yeah i love jonathan major's acting man like kang as a villain like all the all the dialogue scenes he has he steals the show every single time every single time yeah
0: and it was a fun little thing seeing he who remains make fun of victor timely and like mock his stutter um which is interesting just character wise because it really it tells you a lot because they're either they are not the same person in which case it tells you how much the kangs all dislike and disrespect each other yeah right because even a mortis as soon as ant-man's Kang died a is like boom he's dead let's party ding dong the witch is dead right <laughs> uh and over here it's like he's he's making fun of timely for his for his stutter which is something you know it's you should not make fun of a person who stutters it's just a mean thing to do so it's like you can tell how bad they are uh with each other uh but on the other side of the coin if they are in fact the same person yeah it's it's even darker it's almost like a, a Darth Vader talking about how Anakin Skywalker is dead kind of thing it's like he who remains saying like Oh, you mean the way I used to be back then? That stupid guy who stuttered and who was weak and blah, blah, blah. And now look at me, right? So it's either way, it shows you just what a creep king can be.
1: Absolutely. But like where I find he is at his most evil. And sorry, I am seeing that this, the, this chat is super active tonight, which I'm, I really applaud here um i I noticed alex was saying that like you know you're excited for the spider-man college trilogy kind of thing uh and deadpool 3 i would say ones you should be getting excited for is definitely the fantastic four i would be very ready for that because it's a that's definitely one that feige's very close with and, and and again we need like a big reboot for fantastic four I think, I think everyone's going to be very surprised by that movie. 100%. Um, also the sleeper. You're just saying one,
0: that because your wife is in it.
1: Yeah. Bias. Yeah. Um, also I would say the other sleepers that you need to be ready for is Thunderbolts is definitely one of them. And Captain America Brave New World is going to blow people's minds. Those, mm-hmm. because if they do what I think they're going to do, then you're in for quite a ride, um, mm-hmm. which is going to be amazing. Um, and and it pertains to a kind of brave new world and and thunderbolts kind of pertain to what's been going on with um captain america uh or sorry falcon winter soldier and also give me a second black panther the second one it's it's all gonna play all that stuff's gonna play together really nicely so stay tuned for that it's gonna be really fun um but yeah uh yeah so just stay tuned daredevil could be so good i know daredevil's been kind of going through the the, the the dirt a little bit but stay tuned for that one because that one what they're but it, by the sounds of what's been going on i think it's gonna turn it around um blade i would i am excited for because of the talent that are, is behind it but again it's just been so assorted uh but but going back to villains here and talking about villainy and why i'm so excited for Kang. I mean, I'm looking forward to a Doctor Doom as well because, like, they they could do a really sick Doctor Doom. <laughs> um, but Kang, what I think is scary about this villain is he has all the answers. And what's what's also scary about it, and and I love this, is that Loki was going through the cycle of trying to stop Sylvie, and like, I love the struggle. He's he's trying. He's trying it's it's a lot like life in in a sense of like when we're trying to find an answer for something we literally keep running into the same wall and then we then we take a step back and look at it from a different angle like in the simpsons when marge like tries to jump over the wall but there's always a door right (laughs) but but what is so evil about Kang is he tells loki he's like yeah you know he's like Loki's like, are, are you going to like stop this anytime soon? And he does. And he's like, you know, this kind of moment of th- things, things. He's like, okay, so you're finally getting it. All right. And then Loki's like, oh, I need to do this or I need to do that. And he's like, well, if that's how you feel, you could go back and do the circle a few more times and then I'll be here waiting for you. And this is what makes Kang the most scary villain of all of them is he doesn't think of time as a linear thing
0: right.
1: right and that's scary he doesn't think of time as a linear line of measurement he looks at time as everything happening instantly and he knew and this is the genius that it, it's all in the simplicity of his name which is he who remains which is so brilliant bringing the audience to that moment of like, of of just that everything happens instantly and you cannot stop him. And he knew that this was all going to happen. And then the best part is, is he literally built a situation where, or at least, you know, for this episode's sake, is like he built a situation that he knew, he predicted was going to happen. That is villainy. The fact that he expected every move and he had everything down to the letter.
0: Now, he said a word that intrigued and terrified me, Ryan. Kang said the word reincarnation, um, which is something we didn't have any context on in season one when he got stabbed. So now that presents a whole new light to this. What, I mean, reincarnation, that is not a power I thought Kang had. What's, what's happening here?
1: Explain. So, so, that's the thing. That's the beauty of it. Is that... Um, <laughs> the thing is, is that, again, it's it's time. It's time not being linear. Is that, again, you can kill him, but there's reincarnation is, is that there are going to be a sequence of events that's going to bring forth another variant of him. So, you can't kill him because he just comes back as another variant. Right? So... Uh, again, the, but it's the reincarnation. Is is that he will come back? He will. You can't stop it. Like you can't <laughs> stop it. And that's that's yeah. That's a tough grass there. Oh my god. And but, I like and when the best they're... I to explain it is that Kang Kang does have essentially Kang variants. Eventually, you get the same person, right? Like eventually, you right. get that same person.
0: And I like when we get to a point where the villain where. You know, you're sitting there and you're like, God, how are they going to stop this? Right. How how can the good guys win? Um, And I mean, this is this is not relevant to Loki because this is a problem for another dynasty. But um, if time travel was the answer to beating Thanos, what's going to be the answer to beating Mr. Time Travel Man? Is it collecting infinity stones? (laughs) How do you beat somebody like that?
1: ah uh, well the only way to beat him is to technically exile him that's the only way to do it
0: send him to the quantum realm again mm.
1: that's the problem and that's what he that's what he proposed to loki he's loki's like i need to stop you and he's like you can't and he's and it, and at the same time he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna beat you all like i'm gonna i'm gonna get i'm gonna get you all And he's like you can't There's an infinite, there's an infinite amount of him. So really Kang Dynasty is probably going to play on the West Coast Avengers story where, where it's going to be a war of all the different Kangs versus now in this, in the comic I'm referring to, it's, it's all moon Knights. But I think in this particular case, it's going to be either variants of, it could be variants of Loki, but it could also be variants of different heroes and stuff that he's going to pull but I, I don't know how it's going to play out, but I know it's going to be, obviously, it's going to be that war that they keep talking about throughout Loki, uh, throughout the Loki seasons, which is the Kang war. There, there's going to be a Kang war. And then that Kang war, uh, they even referenced it in, they even refer- referenced it in this show. Uh, they referenced the secret war. It's going to, these events are going to lead to the secret war.
0: So that big war that he keeps talking about, where he says it destroys everything, that's the secret war?
1: That's the secret war.
0: Okay. Good to know. All right. Um, this, this Kang stuff is so complicated that I feel like we need, we need to have those two Avengers films in our rearview mirror before we can really grasp everything that's, that
1: Kang is all about. Yeah. Um, but this is, but this is also something I like, and I kind of agree with what Alex is saying in the chat right now, which is like, we need supervillains to stick here. This can't be a one and done you know, henchman like villain that we saw in, like, for example, the Marvels. You need someone. You need you need to have evil that can't just simply be defeated. You need, they need to be able to. You need to have this kind of thing where you beat them this time, but you know, next time, you know,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> next time,
1: you <laughs> like it's that like a Saturday of...
0: morning cartoon. Yeah, uh, and I think Rob, uh, Rob, I think you're right. I think he who remains is the only variant who has. That edge of being aware of time as a nonlinear thing um, yep. is that that explains a lot in it. It keeps Kang from being too overpowered too fast, which is kind of nice.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm curious because also again um, we haven't got to it yet, but there's something with Ravona that happens in the show that makes me think that we haven't seen the last of the Conqueror. I, don't, I think He Who Remains is still there, but I think The Conqueror is not done either.
0: Well, I'm really looking forward to the way that Infinity War was essentially Thanos' movie. I'm really looking forward to Kang Dynasty being Kang's movie. Because there's so much to this dude and all the various incarnations of him <laughs> that you need a movie to focus on it. Like that... Quantum Mania scene, man, where you see Immortus and Ramatut and the Scarlet Centurion and all those other guys is like that. Just that's gonna live rent free in my brain for the rest of my life. And I'm be like, wow, well, I want to know what they're gonna do. How are they gonna do to-
1: It's gonna be that Kang War, I'm <sighs> telling you. The Kang War that's gonna lead to a supernatural event that's gonna kickstart the Secret Wars. I love it.
0: I love it. I can't wait for that. I want to see that arena again. I want to see them all plotting and scheming. I want to see a million kings doing a million things. And I hope that's what that movie is about. Uh, But as far as Loki is concerned, he found a way to maybe not have his cake and eat it too, but he found a, a plan C. He found a third option that I don't even think Kang foresaw. So... Thinking outside think the box like that is gonna help when it comes to beating this guy.
1: Well, I think Kang foresaw it, but he didn't see far enough in the sense of like that he knew that was an option. He full out knew that was an option, which is like if you destroy the timeline, you know, you're running the risk of a, you know, thus he he that's where I I think he was really referring to the the secret wars there is like you're running the risk of like as. You know all these variants and everything and the in these worlds colliding and and you know causing a, a crazy uh sequence of events um i this is why i need to watch it uh watch it again um but uh there's there is a lot there's a lot of conversation there that that makes you need to nitpick it a little bit uh rob rob i i definitely don't think this is the last we've seen of the conqueror i uh, you know, Marvel did went out and went out and said they were very proud of what they've done, uh, as as the as um, with Ant Man, Quantumania. and they were surprised that it wasn't as well received in the audiences. But it still leads me to believe that they're very proud of Kang above all else, especially Kang the Conqueror. Um, so I, I definitely, on many, on not only on the story level, but on like the MCU world level, with this is the. This is not the last we've seen of the Conqueror. In fact, I think I think it's he's gonna get stronger and scarier as as time progresses.
0: Yeah.
1: As I so delicately put that together. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That's but a good anyway. one as
0: time progresses.
1: As time yeah. progresses. Um, so so yeah, so um yeah, there's a lot to those conversations there that makes me makes me really want to dissect it. But I think he knew it was an option, but he didn't, I don't think I, he didn't he didn't he was—he wasn't prepared for how Loki's going to be able to deal with it. That's what he like. That's that was something really interesting to see. So, uh, again, it's this is the classic tale on, on such a grand scale, literally the scale of time, like the edge of time kind of thing, where it's you know, um, it's the will of the character that is challenged. Like I, the villain knows they can. They that is an option, but they, they lack the will to do it. And so Loki just proved that he has the will to do it, but now it's the real test begins kind of thing.
0: And it even might just come down to the whole classic trope of the villains tend to lack compassion. So the idea that Loki would do something so selfless and so compassionate mm-hmm. goes right over his head. Right, exactly. To put it in a more cheesy, more fun way, I've been defeated by the power of love.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, What do you think? And this might be a dumb question. um, And it might already be right there in front of me, and I'm just not seeing it. But he who remains, what does he want? He
1: who remains, what does he want? It's a good question.
0: Is he explicitly sitting there wanting to be killed or is he explicitly sitting there wanting to survive? And if so, to what end? Like he's literally just in a castle at the end of time. What is, I assume by the time we get to King dynasty, he will have a goal throughout that movie where he's like, I'm going to do this. And the Avengers are like, no, and then they fight. But, what does he want to do?
1: It's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have to really think on that one. That's a really good question. What does if he
0: want? in the cartoon his his motivation was getting his his uh, his wife back, uh, losing Ravona, so they still have plenty of time to play with that, um, um, but. That would, I guess that would mean this version of King has already had and lost that romance, uh, but we just have to see it and we're just seeing it out of order. Um, So hopefully we see that. Who knows? Maybe that's how the next Avengers movie opens. But again, that's, that's far from where we are right now. Where we are right now is Loki making a big ass sacrifice. A beautiful one at that.
1: Yeah, no, it is a beautiful one at that. I mean, that scene all together of him, and and of course we get to see Ictrasil, which was nice. Yes, uh, a nice reference there, and uh, and he did it. And you know, it's funny because the Loki we have from from Earth six one six. If you want to get uh, critical. He talked it when when in Thor in the first movie he go he looks at Odin and he's like I did this for you for all of you, and and Odin responds with No, you did it for yourself,
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: you know he lets go and falls into the the big pit there, the big space. Um, but uh, this time around, he actually did do for all, and and it, it actually which is interesting because he takes the throne and then there's the symbol of for all time always. Right, so it's, an, it's it's a total selfless act, right? So, um, you know, which is in, really interesting. And it, what's what's also interesting too is that this Loki variant, um, definitely has a you know that dark green that really that world that he builds really looks kind of sinister if you think about it. Like it's kind of very dark. Um, but he he has to live in his fear of being alone. But at the same time, there's kind of an interesting trade-off here because he essentially is the god of mischief running now all the timelines of giving all the timelines free will so that's pure chaos like if you think about it right so that's really fascinating actually but there's there's it's kind of like an odd beauty to it um but there's a scene where uh ravona wakes up and she's like her foot is on that pad where it says for all um, and, uh, what's interesting about it too, is that there's this kind of purple effect that you see that she sees. So I don't know if that's Kang the Conqueror or, uh, or is that, if that's he who remains, but I'm curious if it, if it is, uh, Kang the Conqueror, because he, he essentially got pruned in a very rough way, if you think about it. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Well, I assumed when, where Renslayer is concerned, um, she she woke up in that place from last the season. At time, yeah. Yeah. And so I assumed that was Elioth that she saw because it made that big roaring sound. That was the big purple Elioth monster that lives in the sky. And the way they framed it made it look like it was going to eat her. I don't know. The, the whole – the Renslayer of it all is weird because mm-hmm. – her and Miss Minutes were, I mean, debatably, they were the villains of this season. And neither of them really got closure. Yeah. Uh, she, she got pruned, but that didn't change. And now she's, she's in that place and it's like, oh, okay, she's going to get eaten by this thing, I guess. And as far as Miss Minutes goes, all we saw was that they made a new one at the end, uh, Casey's programming a new Miss Minutes who will not murder everybody, but nothing is said of what happened to the old one. Um mm-hmm. so the way the, the fill-ins were handled was was really bizarre because it's like, oh, where did they go? What like Miss Minutes still is up to something. Um, are we ever gonna get to see what that something is? But uh, apart from that, the low key of it all is what I love. And I think what a lot of people love about this finale because man, what a way to wrap up a character's story. I can't think of a, a an MCU moment since Endgame. No, scratch that. WandaVision. WandaVision is the last time in the MCU that we have had an emotional giant moment with a character that took its time and let the moment breathe and be silent when it needed to be and be bombastic when it had to be. Uh, literally, Wanda was the last time I remember that happening in any MCU project. And I'm glad that Loki got that treatment because he deserves it as a character. The man seeing him grab those cords of time and ascending into a godhood mode to the point where even visually it looks like the old paintings of yore where there's a god sitting in a galaxy holding all of time in the middle of Yggdrasil, the, the world tree. And it's, you know, he's, he's got all time there and he's keeping it there and sacrificing himself, not in a dying way, but in a, I got to stay here, like Atlas holding up the world kind of way, but it means my friends are going to be okay. And that's what, you know, gives me the courage to do this. And even though he is alone, Ryan, the, the cool thing is he does seem to hear Mobius when Mobius says, I'm going to stand here and let time pass. He seems to hear that. His, Mobius's voice carries into the cosmos and he hears it. Damn, if that isn't a beautiful mm-hmm. send off for a character that we've been following since phase one.
1: Well, the other thing too is that what I liked about Mobius and, and one of the big scenes I loved about, um, I loved about this season two experience is, is that the, the conversation Loki has with, with Mobius before he makes his big grand gesture there, which was like, he talks to Mobius about, you know uh, who decides like who decides to prune, not prune, you know, and, and talks about the burden, uh, the burden of glorious purpose. Right. And he's like, there's, there's more burden than there is glory. And like, you'll be lucky And I love that he kind of ends with like, well, how do you live with it? And he's like, scar tissue. Like,
0: yeah, that was a great line. Choose
1: your burden. Mm -hmm. And that's such a bold line. And that's like, it's just, again, just beautifully written scene.
0: This, the dialogue was firing on a lot of hot cylinders Mm -hmm. this episode. And I want to give a special mention to Natalie Holt who composed the music. Because that music when, when Loki is walking down the catwalk there. Man, Marvel music has not been that powerful in a long time.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and I'm never going to watch that scene and not turn it all the way up because that is just that's goosebumps inducing moment right there. That is a Marvel moment. That's a splash page, right? Uh, God I love it so much
1: Mm. Uh, Speaking of loving it so much and uh, We got a comment here from Rob Saying as for what He who remains wants I think it's clear He wants uh, What he wants is ever changing Because Others are messing with time And messing with the multiverse He is gaining more information And adjusting his plan I like Mm -hmm. that I like it But I'm going to I'm going to tweak it Just a tad I think what he wants Is a challenge Oh, he's is, like the predator uh, well exactly if, if everything's preordained for him and everything's scripted that he knows exactly what you're going to do and what's going to happen then the obvious thing a person like that would want is something unpredictable and who better the who better to be the antithesis of that is is loki a god of mischief right, right. and and pushing someone's will to see what they're going to do is is really fascinating so I agree with you. There, there is merit to what you're saying. I, I would tweak it just a bit, but I, I do agree with that. Um, and, and yeah, I, I noticed the funny comment about the loafers that he was wearing, um, but Hey man, gotta look good while you're doing it.
0: Yeah, man. Those are, those are some tight, uh, like Metro looking slippers. Those are, I like those. They look comfy, but they look like they get the job done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but I, my, my biggest questions are that I have right now as a, as a Marvel fan is what does this mean? What is, where is this going? What does this mean? Now, obviously we know this is going to secret wars. It's pretty straightforward, but what does this mean for the, the, the short-term projects? Like what if, because what if dealt with a lot of alternate timelines, but now Loki sits, sits pretty much on the throne of the timelines. So, you know, and on top of that, like, there's still a lot of unresolved things there uh, with what if as well, in terms of like the super powerful being Uh, that was like Ultron, the vision Ultron hybrid with crazy superpowers. That's like destroying all the things there. Um, And Dr. Strange multiverse of madness. Like, how is that going to play a role in in tying in that? I am actually very excited for the third Dr. Strange movie because we got Clea Uh, That was a great end credit sequence, which was really impressive as well. So, what is what is all that tie? How does all this tie together? And like, what I liked and what I liked about the Marvels is is that that was a great step forward in like starting to tie things together. But we need to really start picking up the pace here and tying things together and getting some semblance of this multiverse story going because the branching out is fun and all, but eventually, and, and like I said before, people are feeling it. People are feeling the exhaustion and that's because it's hard to keep track of all these different characters and, and it's getting harder and harder to keep track of like, what does it all mean? Right? Like Song Chi, what does that mean? You know, uh, black Knight, what does that mean? Like in the eternals, like uh, moon night, What does that mean? Like the gods, like, you know, like Loki is just one set of gods Thor in Thor. They went to omnipotent city. There are thousands of gods. What is the fact that Loki now runs like the timeline mean for them? Do they know there's a lot of questions now that I have that are still not being, still not getting me walking in a direction. I'm still looking at the map here being like, where's the next step I need to take.
0: There are. And I, I feel like what Loki did, what it means in the grand scheme of things is, and this sounds basic and boring, but I think it really is at the end of the day, uh, what he literally does walking down that catwalk is just tying up a loose end uh, because he's grabbing all those things and holding them together. I think that is literally break it down to a bare bones, writer's room fundamental level, we created this catastrophe with the timeline. How do we solve that problem, keep the universe from exploding, and I'll, like make it more plausible that characters like Deadpool and Captain Marvel, whatever, can hop between the multiverse. We'll just have Loki yeah.
1: become
0: a god again and just hold them all together. Uh, that solves a lot of problems. And now the unstability of it all, I think, is cured. I think. I think that is a some a problem that is fixed. And now somebody smart, some scientist character is gonna look at a computer and say, she'll be like, oh. Uh, before I couldn't track these trajectories, but now I can. Hey, White Vision, you want to go fly through that hole and see who's there? And White Vision goes through that hole and it's like, hey, what's up? I'm Jennifer Garner and I'm Electra. Nice to meet you. Right? Like now it's going to be easier to cross those borders um, and it's going to make it uh, just a bit more of a grab bag of what we see here. And, and Loki's there to be that anchor point to say, like, yeah, that's, I'm, we're dotting those I's in the writer's room using Loki. While simultaneously cleaning up his arc and, and finishing him off, and I think that's beautiful. I love when that happens, it's so precise and wonderful. Um, Rob had uh, Rob had a comment here that I liked where he says he wanted to see this version of Loki uh, have a meet with the MCU Thor because they're so Loki's so different now. And I thought we were gonna get that, Rob, in this episode because he kept going back. Slipping further and further, I thought we were going to get a point at the very end where he goes back to like the last time he saw his brother, um, like before Thanos shows up and breaks their ship and just be like.
1: But that wasn't his Loki.
0: You're right. That wasn't his Loki. So he can't. So maybe some other time on his point where he could see his brother.
1: The 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 time where he would have seen his brother was was the first Avengers movie. Yeah. That was the last time he saw his brother.
0: So maybe he would have jumped back to there, or even jumped back further to Asgard and just been like, "I'm sorry, brother, for everything. I'm going to go walk on a catwalk now and get some penny loafers." Thor the, only like,
1: the only person that would get the most closure from that would be Thor, because yeah. because of how he lost his brother. And this one, this one has more. This Loki has more growth, but it's not his Loki. So, so there's there will be closure for Thor in the sense of like moving on kind of thing. Right. Like, like love and thunder was, was pretty much that story of like, you just need to move on. You yeah. know what I mean? Like just keep living for the sake of living at this point. Um Because, because, you know, he's lost it. Like this Thor is essentially lost everything. Like, you know, Thor, Thor has lost his dad. Like he lost Odin. He lost Loki. He lost his mom. He lost Loki again. Uh, He lost Asgard. He lost, uh, like, the Asgardians now live on New Asgard. Um, And, yeah, like, this guy, he's he's essentially lost Jane. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, at this point, like, this Thor has lost literally everybody. So, it's, again, the only closure he'll get is, like, you know, that message of, like, just move on. Just be your, you know, yeah, exactly, wrong. You lost Jane Foster, so this Thor needs to just move on with his life, and and that's why he has that kid now. He has the he has the kid. And it's the it's a new life for him to to help mold and grow, right? So, but yeah, I, but that Loki, in terms of Loki getting something out of it, I don't I don't see it because like he didn't he saw what that Loki was supposed to do and all the all the the moments there.
0: But there's no closure for him
1: in that there's no there's no there's big whoop to do. like he's 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 essentially at the edge of time and the biggest adversary he has right now is literally time itself and the master of time um which is which is pretty good he lost sif's arm yeah exactly yeah. um so but, but that's it right so and and the, you're right there's there's still some conversation there where remain says uh and and i agree with you that yes he could be adjusting his plans and um and you know loki caught him off guard when he said uh you know uh, he said what makes it which makes you think this is our first time we have this conversation but that's my point is like yeah i think there's there's kind of a survival thing there but at the same time he's looking for challenge right like maybe he is or maybe he's looking for evolution right because if you're a master of time you're not evolving.
0: Yeah, I mean they're all good points, and it's really something we can only just wait and see, uh, in terms of his his motivation. Um, mm-hmm. But we we finish our series, uh, we we get to the end of it all. Loki's in his his tree. Mobius and Sylvie are living on Earth. The TVA is running again, but it's better now. They have they're, no hunting, they're
1: hunting Kangs now.
0: They're hunting Kangs, which is really cool. They have yellow handbooks instead of orange ones. Miss Minutes is not a killer, uh, but the other one might still be out there somewhere. Um, We don't get any post-credit scene. We don't get anything saying season three like we did last time. So when do you think, Ryan, the threads of this story will continue? Is it just the obvious answer is Kang Dynasty? Like, When are we going to see Renslayer and Miss Minutes again? What, what are you feeling?
1: At this point, my best guess is only Kang Dynasty because okay. the the slate lineup right now is is not even. It's all street level, like it's it's street level, and uh, yeah, that's pretty. It's street level and alternate universe level. So I don't. I doubt we're gonna see a TVA till till Kang Dynasty for whatever reason. If we're lucky, the earliest we're going to see a Miss Minutes or uh, or a Renslayer is going to be what if?
0: What if? Yeah, they'll probably will show up. And what if? Yeah. Rob, that's a great question. What do we think Victor Timely status is at the end of the season? Because
1: we saw it. we saw Victor Timely status at the end of the season. Or well, the I don't know what happened to the older one uh, because my guess is, is that when Loki did his thing, like he essentially erased
0: ah uh, yeah so he reset it so victor's not there anymore as a grown-up he's just back exactly
1: he's gone back yeah. to being a kid and and, yeah. and you see that shot where he looks at the window waiting for that book to come in but that book never came so victor timely's kind of placed where victor timely needs to be and uh and that's it right like uh and and Renslayer's now in the per I, I guess purgatory i guess is what we'll call it but like uh, but we don't know what that means and what that's going to do for her and what and what she's going to get out of it, right? Like,
0: Right, and in the Victor timely of it all, again, I really have trouble wrapping my head around how Kang works because it's so complicated, but Victor is just 616's version of Kang, right? So sure. what Loki did deleted a version of Kang from happening. Yeah. Okay, so that's cool. So now we know that when the threat comes again, it's going to be from outside. It's going to be an invasion from a a part of the multiverse. So that, okay, yeah, that's... Somebody needs to make a big old official Kang pie chart or something when this is all said and done to really help spell this out. Um, But yeah, uh, Renslayer and Miss Minutes, to me, they're the two biggest... Question marks. Uh, I would say
1: Renslayer is the biggest one. Yeah, Renslayer knows she was promised; she was essentially promised the throne. Yes, she, she she has she has a right to a throne as well, much like Loki does. And now she's on a path to to reclaim that throne.
0: Right, and we know she's important because we know who the character is. But I wouldn't write off Miss Minutes because literally the last we see of her, she is torturing and murdering people. And Brad is like, I'm on your side. Let's go. And if, if Loki's actions undid all of that, then wouldn't they have shown that to us and been like, okay, she didn't kill those people. Unless that's what we saw in the war room. Because was that all those people that she killed in the war room? So maybe that's okay. Maybe that's what it is.
1: Yeah.
0: Hmm. Interesting. All right. So there's, <laughs> This is definitely a show that you can't just watch once. No, they're
1: definitely going to have to infinitely rewatch it to. (laughs) Wow. I definitely, I definitely need to take a couple more pass throughs of that conversation they have because there's some, there's a lot to it. There's a lot. to
0: it. Yeah. That, that conversation is going to come back Mm -hmm. at some point. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see that scene a third time in the future. With more time travel shenanigans happening,
1: okay. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see.
0: So, what's uh, what's next on the docket here, Ryan? Is it? Are we looking at what if in December? Is that the plan that they've set forth for us?
1: Uh, actually, I think we're I think we're good for till Echo. I think is Echo's next. Good. I don't know if what if it is. Uh, um.
0: I heard conflicting things. I heard it was holiday. And then I heard it wasn't holiday. Oh, know. Yeah,
1: that's right. What if is slated for December 25th currently? Oh, if my okay. list is, if my list is still up to date and accurate, which I'm pretty sure this list is as up to date as it gets. Um, and then Echoes next. And then the next MCU film after that, that's, I mean, it's been pushed back forever. And the other one's been pushed back forever, but technically the order should still be Deadpool three is the next big film. Yeah. Yeah. And Echo's
0: going to be interesting because of how it's dropping all at once. So we're going to have to figure out the most ideal way to cover that here on yeah. the show. Um, maybe we split it up into a few chunks. I don't know how many episodes it's going to be, but maybe if it's like, if it's mm-hmm. eight, we can do like two and two and two and two or something. Yeah. But, uh, well, I guess we'll cross, we'll shout that Echo when we get to it. Yeah. Um, but that is Loki, everybody. We got to the end of Loki. Do you think we're going to have a season three, Ryan? Never me uh, you. Uh,
1: I'm going to say sort of. I think it's going to be a movie next.
0: Ooh, I like yeah. that. Anything that takes it off the small screen and onto the big screen, I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah, I will all say the odds are 20% that we get a season three.
1: 20%. Yeah. It's, it seems pretty low. Um, But I definitely think that if they're going to do one more, it's going to be a movie and, and Loki's going to be a driving force of it. Yeah. And I, I'm all there for it. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. it's, uh, It's that world tree image, man, that is a Marvel moment. That is I want a painting of that. <laughs> uh, do you have any last? Oh, no. I, you you do have a last thing to say about Loki because we got to rate this season. Um, oh, yeah. So let's look back here. How many Infinity Stones are we looking at here? So in Season 1, you gave it an Infinity Gauntlet and I gave it six stones. Yeah. What are we feeling for season two? I, I think I know what I'm feeling.
1: I'm I'm actually... I've, I've been a little more uh, conservative with my with my giving out of the gauntlets. Uh, and, and I think this time around, it still sticks for me. And I, I'm, gonna I'm, gonna gauntlet, I'm gonna going to give it a six. I'm not going to give it a gauntlet, but I'm going to give it six.
0: You're going to give it a six. What would have pushed it to a gauntlet for you? And don't say Reed Richards. <laughs> <laughs> um...
1: That's the thing. I, I need something. There's something more I need for it to, for, it, for me to, like, give it the gauntlet. And I, I feel like it's, there's still, there's too much ambiguity around Kang. And I think that's why I didn't give it a gauntlet. Is, like, what, like, what is next for Kang? Because, like, Kang technically is losing a lot. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm trying to understand, I'm trying to understand is like, how is this guy going to bounce back? And this, this, this season definitely brought that, that question is like, okay, I can see how he can bounce back. But, but again, he, he like technically he's still lost. So, you know, how, like where, where is it going from here? And I'm, I'm, both asking in an excited way, but in also in a lost and confused way. And that's why I need to rewatch it. But I love the character. I love He Here Remains. And I loved every scene Jonathan Majors did with that character. Like, and like you said, the dialogue with the the road and the the victor t- 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 timely, you know, like all that stuff. And but yeah, like there's just they didn't leave me enough to work with. And I think that's what I need, I need a little bit more of.
0: Okay, so everybody, Ryan hates Marvel. You heard it here first. Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not at all.
0: We actually swapped scores then because I'm giving season two an Infinity Gauntlet. Um, I went into it uh, just a little bit wary because I was like, season one was a lot of fun, but it was also very wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, and uh, it really could have world-built better in a sense of the grand MCU of things. Uh, And then when season two came along, I just, I found myself kind of looking back at season one retroactively and now I'm like, Oh, I get it. I get why we needed to go through all of that um, to come to this point. Uh, It's almost like it it feels like the show was all created as this. And then they just cut it in half and released the first half two years ago. Um, And this gives me, the the hindsight to be like, ah, this is all clicking into place. And I love it for it. And I love what they did with Loki and all the emotional beats were just one after another. And all these characters who are not like Marvel superheroes that I know, right. All these characters like Mobius, like Hunter B-5, like Ouroboros, I care so much about them now. And I'm just like, I want to know they're going to be okay. So The fact that the show could do that with people I don't care about, right? Like, I mean, I love the Hawkeye show, but I don't care about the cosplayer people. (laughs) (laughs) They they seemed nice. The guy who made the costume seemed like a nice dude. The lady from like the police station seemed nice, but I don't. You know, if they never show up again, I'm going to be okay. I'm not going to be okay if I don't see Hunter B five again. I need to know that lady's going to be all right. I need to know Mobius. Mobius is is a pretty
1: key character.
0: Yeah. Like I want them, I want them to come back. I need to know Ob is going to be fine. So the the show did an, a Herculean task of making me care about characters that I would never have cared about on paper. Um, and to top it all off, it it tied a knot for Loki that I I couldn't have imagined being tied in a more beautiful way. B15, thank you, robbie I always I always got her name wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, Hunter B15. She's uh, she's so cool now. She's she's a Marvel superhero to me as far as I'm concerned. So I want to know if she's gonna be all right. I'm pulling for her. Uh, that's why I gave it a gauntlet. Absolutely,
1: It's, been- it's totally fair. I I think that like what I got out of the first season, which gave me a gauntlet, was the way they set up the ending and what it did to the MCU. And I, I think it was it was perfectly well constructed. This one it does wrap everything else it does wrap everything in a neat little bow but it's just like it still makes me wonder like what's the next gift you know what i mean uh, like it's just like you're
0: like Harry Potter's cousin yes where is my presents
1: i i maybe i am a little bit greedy but like i still <laughs> feel like they could have left me with a little bit more to work with just a little bit and it could have gone a long way but I still love. It doesn't discredit that this season was no short of amazing. Like, like if the, like this is this was this was proving that the Disney Plus series work and that they can tie into things uh, much like Wandavision does. But yeah, it's just I just need more. Just need more.
0: What if before Deadpool three they announce a Zaniac movie?
1: I would love to see it. <laughs> I, w- I would start to question things like, oh, cool, is Wonder Man going to be in it? Or, like, <laughs>
0: hey, now you're talking. Right? You never know. Well, Ryan, where can the people find you when you are not being Wonder Man secretly?
1: <laughs> uh, well, you could find me reading comics in the wonderful world of Marvel. No, uh, just kidding. Um, but uh, you could find me over on Instagram at Ryan J. Whitehead. Just leave me some comments there if you want. Uh, you can also find me on this channel that we're streaming on and, uh, and then also you can, uh, like, and subscribe my work on youtube.com forward slash expert zone, because that's where I make my money. So, uh, please support.
0: And you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Andrew Fantasia. Uh, but most primarily you can find me on Amazon. Where my fantasy Ooh. novels, Seekers of the Stones, are. Well, Seekers of the Stones is the first one. The series is called We Were Wizards. There's the, the the main title at the bottom. It has wizards in it. It has all kinds of fun stuff. It's like Lord of the Rings on crack. Um, but there there's uh, this is my life's work in here. Uh, and if you love Marvel, I mean, this is not going to disappoint you. And there's already another one, right? Did you know that We Were Wizards is going to be 20 books when it's done? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's Call a Feige. Somebody's planning ahead. Um, yeah, but uh, this is these are my pride and joy. And You can find We Were Wizards on Amazon right now. You can get these hardcovers if you like because they're sexy and cool, and they make this sound when you clink them together. You can also get paperbacks, uh, and if you really want to live your life in a strange way, you can get the uh, the ebook, the digital book, that exists, as well. For people who like to read things on screens. Um, but yeah. Check out We Were Wizards. It does not have Loki in it, but it may or may not have time travel in it. Ooh. And that's all I'll say about that.
1: Till uh, the next time.
0: You better watch
1: out. Ah! Uh,
0: now I'm going to check TikTok. Uh. Oh. <laughs> We just lost all our subscribers.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Worth it, though. Worth it. Stick with us, people. Yeah, we're, we're almost there.
1: That's it.
0: So we will see everybody and hear from everybody um, soon. Uh, we'll we'll do some kind of holiday special because that's been a tradition. Uh, yes. We might not do ranking Marvel this year. I I don't think we're going to do it. It's been it's a, a little late to do it and. I think because next year is going to be light, we'll just get next year stuff under the umbrella and then do ranking Marvel next year. We'll come back with that and have a giant ranking Marvel. Uh, It'll be our third one. But we will do some kind of holiday special uh, and lots of specials to look forward to in the new year, as well as Echo and other juicy things. But until all of that comes out, we bid you adieu, we bid Loki adieu, and we hope everybody has a marvelous day.